This is a HeadGum Original. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up. New York, Washington, D.C., Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check. Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own. Wow. And it's going seamless. great. Seamless. 
seen this. Yeah, yeah. We've only done this five billion times. We're I mean, doing great. We're doing great. This yeah. is the tenth episode of our fifth season, and boy, oh boy, did we fucking have to watch a movie. Oh. We it really did. Two, oh, two no. and a half hours. Of two hours, thirty-seven minutes. It was so freaking long. Well, like, let me just say, if you want to watch, okay, we watched, we watched Captain America: Civil War, came Ugh. out in twenty sixteen. If you want to watch it on Disney Plus or Amazon, Apple TV, Google Play, Vudu. Obviously, we're going to spoil the movie, um, and just. I think before before we bring our guests, we need to just say, did you like the movie? I did not understand the movie until the last 20 same, minutes. Same, same. That's where it like, all came together for me. Oh, that was a key part of the film. It's an infighting yeah, war, much yeah. like our civil yeah, war. Exactly. Where there was infighting yes, yes. amongst the mm-hmm. states here, all 50 of them. They said, we don't agree. Yeah. So they fought. Yeah, and I under like you know like I went into it knowing that's what that that's what the word civil war meant. However, <laughs> nothing really clicked for me until uh-uh. then. So that was that was really crazy, and um, yeah, it was rough. I, I found it to be a hard watch, and yeah, you know, I think people have been have been kind of like I've seen some tweets. People are glad that we've liked some of the films, and mm-hmm. I'm I am too. And I thought we were kind of on an uphill. You know, I thought we were going Same. in a good. I thought we were blasting off to space. Yeah, me too. And this was a slippery slope down to I didn't like. I also, I don't know if they realized they did this, but it's like Captain America Civil War. The Civil War was about like, you know, slaves and stuff. And then at one point, Iron Man's like, you don't deserve this shield. My dad made it. I'm like, yeah, but your dad stole it from Wakanda. So like technically it's not your shield either. Yeah. And I was like, what is that about? There and was, I was like, a lot of questionable shit. Yeah. Hold on. Let's just, we, we'll work okay. through We'll get to everything. Okay. Um, let's bring out our guests. We're so excited for our guests today. Jason Manzoukas, who is, don't talk yet, an actor, comedian, writer, and podcast host. You've seen him on Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The League, a million shows. And you've heard his voice on Big Mouth and on the podcast, how did this get made? Welcome, Jason. Welcome, Jason. I am thrilled to be here. Thank (laughs) you so much for having me. We're so happy you're here. For Captain America Civil War. Oh my God. Did you like it? One of my favorite Marvel movies. No, it's not. Really? In fact, it is. No. Whoa, Jason, I'm flabbergasted, bewildered, (sighs) befuddled, shook, confused, rattled. I mean, there are very specific reasons why I like this movie that I'm sure we'll get into as we go along, and I don't want to hear them right now. I want to hear them right now. Well, you know, uh, for me, this movie, uh, ostensibly, this movie, yes, is a Captain America movie, but it functions as an Avengers movie, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it is based on an Avengers comic book run called Civil War, where the Avengers fight each other. Mm. Um, And I like. Um, I like this story of this team that they've spent all this time building, mm-hmm. fracturing and turning on itself um, b- because of hubris and ego and because mm. of all of the kind of all of these kind of beliefs that the that, that they are. They are. They're operating outside the law. They're operating based on whatever they think is right or wrong. And people want to get them under control. But what I really like is that they start to bring in. They, you introduce Black Panther inside of this movie. You introduce yeah. the MCU's Spider-Man inside of this movie. I like that part. All of those mm-hmm. introductions, I loved. I loved them yeah. because they're they're characters that I loved. And like when when I was in this movie theater and mm. the movie and and Tony Stark goes, uh, I, I might have a, I might know a guy. And they cut to hard cut to the the skyline and it just says Queens. 
Yeah. I burst into tears. Really? That's because amazing. I knew that was Spider-Man's introduction. Oh and Spider-Man for me as a kid mm-hmm. was the character because he's a kid, was the character that I most identified with. And so the the idea that we were gonna get Spider-Man inside of this story mm-hmm. blew my mind. And I let me tell it. you, let me tell you, I did not know Spider-Man was a kid. And, me, I, and when we either. saw this kid, I was like, why is he such a kid? And yeah. what's happening? But that was pretty cute. That was my favorite part. His whole thing was my favorite. I but. liked it too, but I didn't know Spider-Man was coming because they were like on a world tour. They were like yeah. Budapest, Romania, fucking this place, that place, this place, Queens. And I was like, all right, what's going on in Queens? And yeah. then I was like, what? But then where was Uncle Ben? Doesn't he have an Uncle Ben? Okay, so if you'd like, I can can explain this. Yes, it's Uncle Ben from The Rice. Um, (laughs) um, That was canonical canonical to Spider-Man's story is that his uncle is, 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 his aunt is Marissa Tomei and Mm -hmm. his uncle is Uncle Ben from The Rice. I love Um, that. In the the MCU version uh, of Spider-Man, there is no Uncle Ben. Um, so, so just like in how real do you know life, about Uncle Ben, they got rid of Uncle Ben. The other, the <laughs> other uh, Spider-Man stories, the Andrew Garfield story, the Tobey Maguire story, and the comic book story. The inciting incident for Spider-Man to become a hero is the death of his uncle Ben, uh, mm-hmm. and a death that Spider Peter Parker could have prevented and didn't. Why? Uh, be, uh, because he did. Basically, what it was was he didn't stop. A man, a, a, like a guy who's a, like a bad guy who's robbing some people mm-hmm. pushes by Spider-Man and 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 somebody's like stop him he stole and Spider-Man's like whatever I gotta go get my thing and Spider-Man just kind of like blows it off that guy then goes on to kill Uncle Ben and is yeah. that why um, he did this... he doesn't know that obviously it's, it's yeah 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 so oh go, is that ahead, is Lauren. that why when Spider-Man said if you don't stop the crime you're helping it happen basically he said it essentially yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a sentiment oh. that is that is very spider-man that is if you okay. if you don't do something it's on you you know okay uh-huh so spider-man's like noble his whole thing is with great power comes great, oh, comes responsibility. great responsibility and I that is a quote the kid who said it to me all the time that is a <laughs> quote from uncle ben wait that's a quote from oh. marvel uh, See, that's I a, knew it yes. was Spider-Man. I thought it was that's like in Sp- the Bible or something. <laughs> <laughs> that Moses was like, oh boy, with great power comes great responsibility. And Jesus was like, Holy ding, shit. ding. Like it's such, a, it's such a quote oh that I've heard my whole life that it's basically like, it's just a quote that is. Like it's not from, you know what I mean? Oh God, Lauren, that's that so is, funny. I wish that was like oh Philippians 3.23. With great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. I would love it if people were holding up signs that said like Genesis 2.32. With great power comes great responsibility. Um, by the way, I, I wish that more of our lives were based on comic books than the Bible. I think people, people would be better off. Uh, if they base their lives on uh, the stories inside of these worlds than the stories inside of the Bible. I agree. Oh my God. I agree. Well, okay. Let's jump back to, I want to hear about your first experience with Marvel in general. Mar- um, oh, uh, well, I mean, my first experience with Marvel in general is comic books because I yeah. was a, I was and remain a comic book reader, you know, um, very committed to. Who introduced yeah. you to it? Uh, I don't know that, hmm, 
I don't know that anybody introduced, I don't have a, like an origin story like someone <laughs> gave it to me and it was like, oh my God, and like somebody turned me on to these characters or whatever. It really was just that, it's a very classic comics kid story of like when I, when I would go to the grocery store or the pharmacy with my mom, I was allowed to go where the magazines and comic books were while she shopped and I could then buy a comic book type that's of thing. That's so fun. Uh, and so for me, that's how I got into And then I became like obsessed with comic books and then was, you know, and, and then actively sought it out, you know, from a mm -hmm. local comic book store. Comic books, you know, come out every Wednesday, new comics come out. And so that became like a, that becomes like a real ritual and a habit. Every Wednesday? Yes, every, I know this from Scott Ackerman, who yes. goes, has, he has, he gets the new issues every week. It's like, yes, so do I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. So do you own every a ton of Wednesday? comic books or do you like, what do you yes. do with them? Okay, I own them. a ton of comic books. When I, when I, yeah, I own a ton of comic books. I have, I had shelves put into a closet in my house that specifically fit comic book boxes. Wow. Um, just so that I would be able to like store comic books. Yeah. Do you it's go back ridiculous. and reread? You're like, ah, I you remember. Know, I, I do reread some things that are, um, that are like, Let's say a movie like, OK, so Marvel has recently had the Moon Knight series come out mm -hmm. right on uh, Disney Plus. It's a TV series, Oscar Isaac, five episodes, six episodes, rather. Um, so I went back and read old issues of Moon Knight, the oh. last kind of runs of Moon Knight to remind myself of his stories, you know, like because it's not a character I'm super well versed on. But I was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll read those chunks because I I'd read somewhere that probably a lot of the show is going to be based on those those um, though comics work like specific writer and artists come in, they tell a story for a while and then they end their story and the story continues with other people. Mm -hmm. with other mm -hmm. writers and artists and they tell a different story you know they do they take the character in a different direction or this or that or whatever so that's the thing is like comics are always like taking it back to zero and rebuilding a new story yeah um and the thing that's happening in the mcu that you guys are kind of mainlining like the entirety of 22 movies you're not doing the tv shows no too, we're right? doing 20 we're doing 20 episodes but we're mm -hmm. doing one tv show at wandavision we're gonna look at oh, a bit okay of that. cool yeah. It's great. Um, they're creating, they're taking certain pieces and certain stories and they are creating their own now canon for what is oh. the what is the MCU. Most of it is based on comics storylines or mm -hmm. pulling, for, like the Winter Soldier is a character that really comes into play in Ed Brubaker's run of Captain America. Mm -hmm. is, it, he really introduces this version of the Winter Soldier um, and they then tell this story inside of these, these last couple of movies. But when yeah, they like reboot and like a story ends, do new stories negate what has happened prior? Um, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Okay. Sometimes they just kind of like ignore it, you know. Uh -huh. um, but if it is like a massive thing, like years ago they introduced that Batman has a son. Right. Uh, and it's this I didn't great, know that. I didn't know that either. Storyline. Yeah, it's really cool. It's re in the comics. Not in. It's never been in any of the movies or anything. Like does he have but him when he's a baby? No, he he, he come the boy comes to him as like a young teenager. Um, oh shit! But he's been raised by assassins. He's been raised oh. by his mother, who is the head of like an assassin league. Like so, bad is guys. he bad? And then so he's, Batman's like so he's like has this. a very casual disregard for life. 
Uh-huh. Um, okay. But he wants to be Batman's son, and he becomes a Robin for Batman. And it's a great story. That's so cute. It's really cool. And does he it's call a great him story. Robin? Uh, n- Huh. Or he's just like a Robin. He's ro- he is he is a Robin, but I'm, I don't think they ever call him Robin. Although the book is called Batman and Robin, so oh, okay. but I don't think he calls him Robin. Eh, and then does he, he wear Robin. that Robin outfit? Yeah, he wears. It's pretty ba- it's pretty he wears bad. an outfit, and it has Pan. the Robin colors, mm. but it is not the what you're thinking of as the Robin outfit. Um, mm. uh, but then later, what happens is once that uh, once that writer moved off of Batman and stopped telling that writing that story. Other people didn't know what to do with this this son, mm-hmm. and so then it becomes a problem. It be, oh. it can become a problem for future writers because right. they're like, I, I, now I'm saddled with this kid who's mm-hmm. like, how a lot you know, a, a murderer. <laughs> and like, yeah, <laughs> Lauren, is that how you Just feel? Kidding. No, I feel great. <laughs> can't we can't we retcon this? Can I retcon this where this kid isn't here for a while? <laughs> Man, because I don't know if you know I had a baby because you're not. I on do know. Media. Congratulations. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if it was being talked about, so I was being quiet. No, no, totally. I just didn't know if you knew that. Yes, Um, I did. But anyway, anyway, so that's a kind of example of like how things are changing, change and are different in comics. But in the MCU, they're very consistent. They've decided these are the these are the versions of the characters we're going to use. And this is how we're going to use them. Mm -hmm. Essentially, That's interesting. Yeah. So you you mentioned Batman. So you're a DC person, too. Are you do you just love comics in general? I love comics in general. I'm a Marvel per- I was a Marvel kid. Okay. I, my, my, I was Spider-Man and X-Men because the X-Men were teenagers. I, and so was Spider-Man. So I read books that were about young people for the most mm-hmm, part. Mm-hmm. DC, I don't really fuck with except for Batman. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm not interested in Superman. I'm not interested in Green Lantern. You know, I don't watch any of the DC shows. But Batman, I just always loved. Good, great character. Well, and okay. You, and, and usually... You can read Batman without it, ha- without having to know a lot about the other characters. Mm-hmm. I always liked Batman. Growing- that was like the one comic book thing that I feel like I saw a lot of growing up that I liked. And I feel like they, I liked the style of a lot of those movies. Um, but mm. I haven't seen the new one, and it feels very intense and okay, long. Okay, I'll which... tell you this. It was three hours, and it could have been 20 minutes more. Yeah. I had a oh, nice time. Oh, 20 minutes time. more? I loved it. Could have been longer. It could have been 20 minutes long. He wanted to, His he Matt Reeves said he wanted to put out a cut, and they would never let him, but he wa- the, he thinks the best cut of the movie is a little over four hours. I'm here um, for it. Wow. And I, I loved it. Nicole, what... are you serious? Lauren, okay, there was parts that were so funny that nobody else in the theater thought were funny. He's like wearing this, like, little onesie he looks like a flying squirrel and I loved it and then at one point he gets a clue and he's like you are L and that made me laugh so hard (laughs) (laughs) there was so many parts that made me just cackle okay I had a nice time I enjoyed it as well he gets into Catwoman's house and he's like you got a lot of cats and that made me laugh (laughs) Who's Catwoman? <laughs> Catwoman is um, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, and she, oh my God, nice. she walks like a cat at one point where Whoa. like her hips are pushed forward. And I was like, they should have reshot that and said, walk like a human. Because it was so wild. I was tee Maybe I liked the movie for the wrong reasons, but I had a great time. Oh, no, that's listen, still good. There's I no think wrong that's great. way to enjoy it. If you can Ugh. enjoy a movie that long, uh, <laughs> for whatever reasons, I say enjoy it. Yeah. And then she kept calling him vengeance and that made me laugh and nobody yeah. else was laughing in the theater. With me, she's like, "Come on, vengeance!" And he was like, "That's his name." 
I don't. He, at one point, he's like, "I'm vengeance," and also the way he speaks okay, is incredible. I don't know about any of this. It sounds so insane. <laughs> oh my god! I saw I saw some images on Twitter of uh, of him smiling in the costume because, like, I guess he never smiles in the movie or something. But like, he's just <laughs> standing there, like, and it was so amazing. funny. It would be amazing if Batman smiled like a ton. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just the cowl coming down to like here and him just being like. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. He's just so happy. <laughs> He's doing great. All right. Well, it's time for our Daily Bugle segment. Do you want to do oh. our trumpet sound, Nicole? <laughs> this is our news segment and we're giving a recap of what's been going on lately in the mcu um okay. disney plus released a new poster for the upcoming series miss marvel and it looks really cute we saw the trailer yeah. for this and we loved it we got we, chills multiple yeah, times i think i'm gonna watch it i'm i think it. i would watch it's a this great too. character great character yeah um an incredible character it's a great it's a if you are interested if should you find yourself interested it is a fairly recent character, so you can read the comics. There's oh. not like a million comics. Mm-hmm. You could you could actually read these stories and be like, and and then feel. I would I would maybe recommend it going into the series. Yeah, um, okay, because it's a super cool character and it's great. All right, I'm interested. I'm also intrigued, and maybe I would like a comic because I do like pictures. Uh, <laughs> I like graphic novels, and I yeah. feel like this is basically the same thing, right? Very similar, because especially if you get a collection of comics, you know, you are reading like twelve issues in a book, so it yeah. feels like you're reading a book. Oh, you know? Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe I love this. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's another piece yeah. of uh, the Daily Bugle in an interview with Marvel.com. Oscar Isaacs. Boop, boop, boop. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. I don't Thank know if you. there's supposed to be a bugle for everyone. There no, should no, be. There yeah. should be. And we liked yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So Oscar Isaacs, younger brother, Michael Benjamin Hernandez, talked about his experience as his brother's double on Moon Knight. That is interesting to me. He revealed that in order to double for Mark Spector, he had to wear a prosthetic of his brother's nose and started calling himself Mork Sphincter. That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That yeah. is funny. Uh, Michael Benjamin Hernandez, he's got a good sense of humor. Now and that his... actually makes sense because, and I'm, you know, I, I don't, are either of you guys uh, watching that show? No. No, but I'm intrigued. No, we, we liked the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. trailer's great and it's really interesting. And it's a, and so it's about a character who has uh, uh, what used to be called multiple personality disorder and is now called DID, I think. Um, and so he's frequently having to talk to himself. Oh. He's having conversations with himself. Um, and so I, it's, I hadn't heard that. That's really interesting. It actually makes sense because I, as I was watching it, I was like, he is so comfortable and good at, I was imagining acting to nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to find out that it's his brother, I was like, oh, that's why this reads well. You that's know? so interesting, actually. Like, how often does that happen? Like, is yeah. his brother an actor or he's he just looks like him? And so no, they're like, he just, um, requ- Oscar just requested him. Just I love like, that. How cool. It's really smart. What, wouldn't you have so much fun? Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And I that think is he, fun. Said, he said in the interview that he uh, contributed some jokes to some alts. If wow. You will. Funny. So. Oh. Well, his, he came up with born. Mork Sphincter, so I think he's got a future. He's pretty funny. You got to pitch those he's all. He's killing it. Yeah. Ooh, right, he's well, adorable. Oh wait, I want to see. Oh boy, his name is Michael Benjamin. Michael Benjamin Hernandez. Hernandez. Oh yeah, for sure. I yeah, mean, I like him. He's so he's playing. <laughs> what a little cutie. 
They're a little <laughs> bro team. This is yeah. cute. I like what They're, I'm saying. I like them together. If I was their mother, I'd be proud. I found his uh, YouTube the other day when I was researching this, and he reviews action figures. So he is a big one of us. Oh my god! Wow. I, I love this. A for nerd. Him. Yeah. Wait, this oh, is fantastic. Cool. That must be very exciting for him then to be a part of that. Um. All right. Well, here's the third one. Can I get a trumpet, please? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Freestyle. That that person needs to practice more. <laughs> uh, okay. A new Guardians of the Galaxy ride will debut in Epcot at the end of May. Hmm. The ride is called Cosmic Rewind and will be the first other world showcase pavilion in Epcot's history. What? None of those sentences. What? I know. I didn't, I didn't follow any of that. Well, Epcot know. is, you know, Epcot is all I, I know that um, places on <laughs> Earth. Oh, you know, I had no idea. Epcot oh, so the first you... other world. Yes, this is. is, is, is yes, exactly. Oh, interesting. You know, so, Epcot Center is where it's like, oh, you go here to South America, or you go, mm. you know, it's, it's supposed to give you the world access to the world. You yeah, know? that's. Um, I feel like funny they're that playing we... fast and loose if they just make a Guardians area. They're like, ah, eh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah why, why not space? Uh, how about space? <laughs> I haven't been there since I was a little kid, though. And I space? Space. Be very fun. Uh, space, yeah. I flew out there once <laughs> you, and it was crazy. Went to the moon for the summer. Yeah. Uh, I um, think it's funny that it's like, go to Florida, but you can also go to South America. I you can know. see the world from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Go to Florida to see the world. <laughs> I mean, That's how I've always what? thought about it. <laughs> if, and, if, and if you survive, you'll have seen a lot. <laughs> uh, we got to take a break. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little a person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. 
Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. We back. Uh, We're back with more <laughs> Civil War. It was written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, um, who wrote all the Captain America movies and several other MCU films. So you know that I got money. It was directed by <laughs> Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. And they also did the Winter Soldier and two Avengers movies that we have not yet watched. Um, it came out. Wait, May- you haven't watched? Oh, 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 the, the few. Yes. Yeah. Because they're coming. We up watched yeah, Ultron, yeah. which was a dirty mess. Yeah. And yeah, we watched another. Filth, a filth riddled one. I don't know that one's name though. Avengers Endgame. Oh, right. no, no, that's that was at the, the end. What's that's the one that we watched? The Avengers. Oh, Avengers. Uh, yeah. Oh, just regular filthy. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, filthy, filthy, filthy. Hated oh, it. Yeah. I don't like oh, yeah. when they all get silly together. <sighs> no, me either. Oh yeah. man, oh, you don't you don't like when they get goofy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not together. I like when they're individually mm-hmm. goofing around, but yeah, when they yeah, all start yeah. coming together. I feel like mm, okay, guys, it's kind of a lot. Um, yeah, so this came out in 2016. Um, let's just jump into our plot and talk through this yes. film and all of our thoughts as we were watching it. Um, okay, so in 1991, Hydra operatives traveled to their Siberian facility and revived Wait, the Winter I love that you're just going to read the, sum- the plot summary well, of the movie. You don't understand. Jesus, we, sometimes this is how we understand the movie. This is how we understand it. This is a crucial piece. A, if you're watching and you, or if you're listening to this and you've watched the movie and didn't get it, or if you don't want to watch it, but you want to understand oh, the whole plot. Of course. Okay. Here we go. This is crucial because there's so much that I did not follow. No, there is so a tremendous much. amount. Okay. Well, that's what I was just going to say is this, th- this movie has a tremendous amount happening in it mm-hmm. because it is cumulatively a lot of what the, what's been building up. Uh, has been happening and explained, but then also the introduction of all of these new characters, these new places, all this new stuff. So this movie is, you're not wrong, dense. It is, and even when they're not dense, we want to know every single thing that happened. We are confused. And I'm here to to help. I can tell you almost everything. This movie felt like a group game where people were remembering like a Herald from like the other day, where it was like, oh, remember this person? I was like, no, I don't remember that person. I know, they were throwing people in there that I was just like, you're really expecting a lot from me right now, Mm -hmm. but... Okay. Uh, and also Leah edited out 30% of the summary just to try to keep it even more simple. That will, that means that there will be 30% we don't understand still. It's but semi-original it's writing. <laughs> okay, good. Good for you. Okay. In 1991, Hydra operatives traveled to their Siberian facility and revived the Winter Soldier, a.k.a. Bucky Barnes, from a cryogenic state. After using a set of trigger words, Karpov, played by Gene Farber, uses or orders the brainwashed Winter Soldier to intercept an automobile and execute its occupants. Okay. I couldn't I... believe that this poem made this man a killer. It was like nine, freight Ten, uh, uh, coal mines, uh, cans, uh, Rabinowitz. And I was like, Seven. what is happening? I yeah. know. And I was also well, kind I of- mean it- yeah, go ahead. No, I was kind of pissed to see Bucky Barnes again. Yeah, like, I was I'm sort of like, Bucky. are we done yet? Like, I like <laughs> yes. him from what? Cam and Tommy. 
I like the actor. <laughs> I like him too, but I, I was like, Bucky again? Hydra again? Here's, Here's what, what I'm going like, to say. Bucky, Here's what I'm say. I thought Bucky's got to die in this film. Yes. Okay? No, uh, no but I just, I, I, I absolutely love you both. Nobody is ever going to die. No one's ever going to die? Once people show up, they're there forever. So that's, oh. you know, it's like the Fast and Furious movies, mm. you know, which mm. you, I believe, also done. I, I wasn't yes. part of, those. of that season, but I will. Yes. Um, so it's right like that, although Giselle does die and we do think that Han's <laughs> dead, but he is, in fact, spoiler alert, justice for Han, not dead. Is that the one where um, he came out of that truck? Or no, because I wasn't there like one that I watched where like a truck exploded and a guy walked out. He's like, eh. and he was like, oh, that's <laughs> every one of them. <laughs> That's Maybe. like every, you just described. You okay. described all of them. Okay, okay. In I every one movie. I watched like the eighth um, one or something. But it's like what, nine. what the Marvel movies are cumulatively accumulating people, mm-hmm. and they're like so. The Winter Soldier, you're not. They, there's a TV show that came out six months ago called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's just about those two dudes. That's Wait, gonna be but a problem. they're not even friends. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait, wait, because he literally goes, I hate you. Yes. That that they basically yeah. greenlit a TV show based on that scene. I did wow. think that was funny. Yeah. Oh, in the back of that little Volkswagen Beetle when he's like, Yeah, when he's like, can you put up. your seat up? And he's, and he's like, like, no. And then he scoots over. And I was like, yeah. the best part about that shot was they had to camera move. They had to move everything yeah. for that. And it probably took like an hour or so just oh, for them to so set much that longer. Up. Or the so part much where they got caught in the spider webs and then they were laying on that roof and he's like, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, like, okay. improv? <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> uh, do I smell improv? <laughs> um, so in the present day, Steve Rogers, Natasha Romanoff, I I honestly could not believe that we had to have more Scarlett Johansson I have to in another wild wig. And I was like, what is happening? Did she sign a contract where she was like, I will not look good. Because the wigs do don't do not... any favors. She doesn't look good. And I'm like, no. she's one of the prettiest people. I don't understand. Yes, like, it's it makes very no sense. I don't disagree. I think they I think they do her dirty because yes. they're trying, especially earlier. Here, she's starting to look more normal. Mm-hmm. And eventually you'll see they get her to an even more normal place. <laughs> But the problem is they really do her dirty in the early movies because they're trying to make her look like Natasha Romanoff from the comic books. Oh. And who, who, who has long red hair and like that is her signature look. The, the, oh. the, the black bodysuit and the long red hair. And she's Russian. Um, and so they've been trying to, they tried to make that happen in the early movies. She even does like an accent. I wonder if you right. guys, we did because watch- you guys oh, are watching yeah, them. She did do an accent. Because you guys are watching them so close together. I wonder if you're picking up on stuff like this. Oh which yeah. Is, well, she's I'll trying to do an accent. Same with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen in this movie dropped her accent. Yes. And I said, what? How and do by you the way, it does not scene? come back. <laughs> it does wow. not come back. I love it, though. I actually like that. I respect that about the franchise, that they're willing to let the actor just do their best. And then, though, that wasn't really quite it. So why don't you just talk like yourself? Yeah. And then that'll be easier. But there We're was not one care. scene yeah. where you see it happen. It's the spice scene where the, the red man. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, yes. She's like, is that Peprakash? Yes. And you're like, oh, right. You used to talk like that all the time. And uh-huh. now you're only talking about I it with this in and out. I was like, this is so yeah. wild to me. Um, uh-huh. Anywho, Sam Wilson, Wanda Maximoff, that's her name, learned that Brock Rumlow, these names, Frank Grillo reprising his role from The Winter Soldier, plans to steal a... Wait, is that the man who was like, my family? 
Is that Brock? No, that's the guy <laughs> in the black body armor who steals the biological weapon at the beginning oh, of the movie. And his face is like bubblegum. His face is. That's the guy that that that. Yes, they dropped a that they he attacked Captain America in the last Captain America movie. Oh, uh, and, in the and elevator. a building fell on him. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, he has a character called Crossbones. Oh, Crossbones. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I for see me. him on our little page here. Okay, that's helpful. Well, Crossbones plans to steal a biological chemical weapon from the Institute for Institute for Infectious Disease in <laughs> Nigeria. Um, also, at one point, Natasha fucking Scarlett Johansson said to two black people, "Sorry about what happened in Nigeria," and that was so funny to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> Anyway, they corner Rumlo, distracts Cap. Cap, oh my God, Cap by telling him that <laughs> that his Bucky remembered him. Wanda tries to contain the explosion, but oh boy, she murders a bunch of people and destroys a nearby building. Yeah. What initial looks like a flashback. Now, this was a crazy scene. Oh, okay, boy. I last, hated this. Uh, this was so bizarre. Okay. <laughs> so the last time a young Tony Stark saw his parents, Howard, John Slattery, and Maria Hope Davis, is revealed to be holographic illusion technology called BARF. I didn't catch that. <laughs> by narrowly augmented retro framing that Tony is demonstrating at MIT. In the hallway, after announcing a student grant program, he's confronted by Miriam Sharp, Alfrey Woodard, whose son was killed in Sokovia during the events of Avengers Age of Ultron. Which now, was so wild. She slammed a picture on him in a way that they were like, you're not doing it right. Because she kept having <laughs> to like move the picture up. And I think after a couple <laughs> takes, they were like, Alfrey, you're great. We got to wrap you. <laughs> she, it, it was very It's so interesting because she pushes the picture against his chest so we can see it on camera. Uh-huh. But he can't see right. it. He can't. Right. He can't see the picture. Right. Sure Why can. would you I mean, put it outward? You, you would show him this is the face of the boy <laughs> that <laughs> died. But instead, she's doing it in a way that's like good for camera. Uh, I thought the fucking flashback of Tony Stark when he's 20-year-old Robert Downey Jr. Scary. It was so bizarre. It was it was almost good. But it was the like, de-aging? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was yeah. almost Well, that's there. a technology that they have now used repeat as it, as you go forward, you'll see it a couple more times. It, he well, but there's so I was thinking there's so much footage of him, the actor, from mm -hmm. the past that like we actually have a really good idea of what he looked like. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like in that way, where they, and they did, chose, I thought that made it no. <laughs> They but said, he had, we're like, going to make him look weird and like, soft. eyebrows that were, like, done or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a youth thing or something, but <laughs> that he was just very, it was very odd, and it kind of threw me for a loop. And then when they zoom out, and I guess he's introducing Barf, which, did he ever call it that? <laughs> he did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, he I was like, God, I, I, I think, with a better I think as a joke. Yeah, okay, I, think, I, 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 think it's, I think he's trying to be Tony Stark jokester. He's funny. Know? He's funny. So I have a question. What happened? What happened to Pepper Potts? Because he was going to introduce I her, know, but then he was part. like, "No, never mind." Did she yeah. just not sign on to do uh, other movies outside Iron Man? No, she will. She does recur. I mean, oh. spoilers. Uh, she does come back in this storyline. She's mad at him, and they have split. Oh, um, that I liked that way of telling that story a little bit. Like he has, um, what do you call it? a teleprompter that's telling him what to say and then it mm -hmm. says now introducing Pepper Potts and he just like ignores that. Uh, I thought that was an interesting way to tell that little bit that something's wrong. In I thought she was And dead. then he and, uh, he and Captain America talk about it later. Oh, they do? Um, in like a conference Yeah, room. and he's yeah. like, we broke up and he's like, right, do you have a baby or something? He's like, 
No, I don't know. There was something weird about that that happened oh. in that conversation. Yeah, he's basically saying, you know, he's not saying that we broke up. He's saying we, something's going on. And and first Captain America's like, oh, wait, are you pregnant? Are you having a baby? Right. And he's like, no, we're on a break or what? You know, we were on a break. Uh, <laughs> he's like, you know, I think we broke, whatever he says. And so it's like, oh, downturn music, sad tone. Yeah. And. Oh, we'll get there. Okay. okay. I, I have uh, thoughts about that whole dynamic. I feel like at this them. rate, this podcast is going to be like three and a half. Don't hours worry. Long. We start zipping we start along. Zooming. We zip, zap, zap okay. our way through. Okay. The show. So okay. one month later, Tony and the Secretary of State Thaddeus Ross, William Hurt, reprising his role from the Incredible Hulk that we did not see, visit the Avengers compound. Ross explains that due to the events of the Avengers, Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, and the recent disaster disaster in Nigeria, the United Nations has decided that the Avengers should not be allowed to operate privately. Stark and Ross want each member of the Avengers to sign the Sokovia Accords, which has been approved by 117 countries and will establish an international panel to control the Avengers movements, as well as monitor the police and the rapidly growing number of enhanced individuals. There's so much that was happening here that I was not, I didn't catch that Mm -mm, at all. No. and I did not follow. I just didn't follow yeah. the plot of this film until it was the tough. end. Yeah. Um, no. And I think that's, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, that's not surprising. You know, yeah. they're, thro- they're referencing constantly. Uh, I mean, obviously you have watched these movies now for the podcast, but they are constantly referencing this movie. Like I said, is and I, apologies. I hope I'm not like trying mansplaining this. We literally uh, no, we don't. We thing. don't understand it. Yeah. So it's just explaining, <laughs> and you movie, happen to be a man. Like, yeah, the this idea of these accords and signing these accords, blah blah blah, is basically the culmination of all the previous movies' events. Oh, right. They're saying you know, and they show footage of. Uh, Avengers 1 and Avengers Age of Ultron. They're showing footage of New- hmm. the war in New York, the Chitari attacking New York, and the Hulk smashing buildings, and they're showing footage of Sokovia being destroyed, and they're saying, you were, you did all this. Mm-hmm. Pe- people are dying because of you, and you don't answer to anyone. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make it now so that you answer to us, the, U- oh. the UN. We, yeah. want, we want oversight over the Avengers. The Avengers shouldn't exist as... Op, like free to do whatever they want to do. go and invade a Soviet. Like, why are you in Nigeria? Nobody asked you to be there. Nobody told you to be there. Mm. You're, you're, just because you think you're heroes, essentially, just because you think you're heroes doesn't mean you can go and do stuff that causes civilian deaths, essentially. Yeah. So we want to restrict you and we want you to sign this accord so that it says you work for us now. So we get to, it's basically militarizing them and mm-hmm. saying, you were you're we'll send you on missions. You don't send yourselves on missions. If Does that, that makes sense? had been clearer, I would have liked it a lot more because I actually Same. think it's a really interesting plot. <laughs> yes. And so the civil war at the center of it is mm-hmm. that Tony Stark, having just talked to Alfre Woodard and had that experience of knowing and putting a face to uh, the deaths in Sokovia and and then also um uh, uh, and then, sorry, what happens in Nigeria? Tony believes we should sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man said we should sign these accords. It's the right thing to do. And then Captain and Cap- America's like, no. Captain America's like, no. We shouldn't answer to anyone. We should. We don't. What if? What if, he says? What if they want to send us on something we disagree with? Or what if we want to help somebody who they tell us we can't? Now this is somebody we- who literally was in the army saying. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah. Um. That's uh, what happens. 
And that's kind of the central rift that is then exploited uh, by Baron Zemo. Uh, <laughs> okay. And, and the rest of it. Okay, I'm catching on a lot more now. I appreciate yes, that a lot. Thank you. Yes. Now, the Avengers are divided, as you said. So Tony supports the Accords, feels guilty about creating Ultron. However, Steve worries about the Avengers, that the Avengers may be compromised. And, um, okay, Secretary Ross states that refusing to sign the Accords will be seen as an act of resignation. Meanwhile, retired Karpov is uh, ambushed by Helmet Zero, Zemo, not Zero, Daniel Brühl, who asks about the Winter Soldier's 1991 mission. Karpov refuses and Zemo kills him. When there's a fight, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, this is very confusing (laughs) for me. And then I don't know why he kept asking about the 1991 mission. And I was like, why does this matter? Yeah, I can I can I I can clear that. up. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this is the this is going to be the model of this episode is (laughs) I I, I can clarify when necessary. Yeah, that's so great. The mission that Daniel Brühl, uh, uh, Baron Zemo is asking about. Wait, who? Yeah, go ahead. Daniel Brühl. Is, is the actor. He's the who's actor playing. who's like, my family was lost. Yes, he's he's listening to the voicemail from his over wife. And over and over, over again. Over and over. He's yeah. um he interview he activates the winter soldier. He's, okay. He yes. finds the red book. He's yes. the kind he's, of nerd looking man. Yeah. He's the nerd looking man, yes. <laughs> also, yes. the red book reminds me of Hamilton. Uh, just like that star. And I was just like, there oh should my be like God. a Hydra guy at the top I would of it. love it if he That's opened so it cute. and it was just the playbill for Hamilton. <laughs> and it was like, like he's like, this is tonight, the, un- the understudy will be doing Aaron Burr. <laughs> <laughs> to, this, in this movie, the understudy is covering for the Winter Soldier. <laughs> um... <laughs> And we only learn from them opening that and they zoom in on it. Like, oh. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, so Baron Zemo is like a classic Captain America comic book villain. Like one of his great kind of adversaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this character is being kind of put into this world now. And he wants to activate the Winter Soldier um, to do his bidding, basically. Because mm-hmm. he wants to get revenge um, on the Avengers and the the Empire of the, the West uh, as, as a result of what happened in Sokovia, which killed his whole family. Right? Um, <clears throat> And he We're like, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he yes. gets yes. the book. He gets the book so he can say the words, so he can activate the Winter Soldier. Because what he wants from the Winter Soldier is the information that the Winter Soldier was responsible for killing Tony Stark's parents. Oh, well, okay, and okay. that. But see, we don't know that killing happened until the end, right? Mm-hmm. We like, saw we it in the very first. Like, we know scene, they die, but, but we don't know correct. that he's uh, the person That's right. until the end. We don't know that he was the assassin. Yeah, and what the what the what the mission report reveals, and what the VHS then that he shows. Tony and Steve uh, and and Bucky, he shows a videotape, which is the video footage of the killing. And so the it killing was just on the side of the road. And I was like, who videoed this? And then he shoots it. And I was like, technically, this shouldn't exist. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Right, I agree why, completely. Oh, yeah, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah, he sense. shoots it. So it's like, and like also well, like shoot it. it first. And then... we also shouldn't have multiple angles. We <laughs> right. shouldn't have, like none of it makes sense. They, we, we, they didn't need coverage for uh-uh. an assassination. But I will say that part pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I was really upset when we got to that part. And then the fact that, I mean, 
I feel like we're going off script here in a, in a, in a positive way. This is actually <laughs> really well explained. But the part where we find out that um, that Bucky killed the parents, killed Tony mm-hmm. Stark's parents, it's so brutal. And then Captain America is like, hee hee. And then he's like, yes. Tony's like, did you know? And he's like, no. no. He's like, but did you? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they have a fight. Up. And I was like, why are you trying to kill him? Yes. You're, literally, Captain America's trying to kill Iron Man. He puts his shield he... through his like heart. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. And he I was like sliced into the fucking Iron Man's one like little yes. orb, which he should have backups up because he, he has should. more. He really should have a bag of orbs. <laughs> I literally was watching that. I was like, I carry a charger for my phone <laughs> and you don't have a fucking another heart circle. Like, what is your deal? Like, this yeah. is crazy. Can I interject something? Yes. We didn't watch Iron Man 3. And in Iron Man 3, he gets ah. surgery. So he no longer needs the heart thing to live. Oh, so Steve, just Steve's just disabling yes. his armor. He's not trying to kill him. Yeah. Crucial. That won't, that wow. won't kill him. Yeah. I, it thought is now, was I thought it was so mean. I was like, oh no, my it, that God. Makes sense. I did not think about that implication of skipping Iron Man 3. I thought it was so wow. crazy. Wait, you watched? Your, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you skipped <laughs> Iron oh, Man 3? I know. Fight Leah. If you're going to skip an <laughs> Iron Man, you got to skip two. <laughs> I wanted them to see Natasha in her terrible ah, okay. first form. Yeah. Okay, ah. yes, that's that makes sense. Because Iron Man 2 is the worst of the Iron Mans. Either. 3 is yeah, better we didn't, than 2. I don't think we liked 2. We liked I, 1 okay, I think. 1 but. was one like, is fine. I get yeah. it, it's a movie. And yeah, up into, I would say up until this movie, the movies are very hit and miss. Like there's, Some are good, some are bad, some are good, some are bad. Genuinely bad. From here on, it's, I find, pretty good for the most part. Yeah. In terms mm-hmm. of okay, good. clarity mm-hmm. of storytelling, in, although I know it's confusing right now, but in terms of what then unfolds, they the movies are better, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we should skip a little bit down and Wait, talk about but first, I Spider-Man. just want to bring up that fucking Peggy Carter dies, and oh, I was yeah. like, why? That was really crazy. I was like, why did this just have to happen her funeral movie? for no reason? For no reason. And he's all sad, but I guess it was so he could kiss Emily from um, that ABC show. What's her name? That, was that the only Peggy's reason? niece. So he can kiss. He he's in Wait, love with Peggy Peggy's Carter. Niece, and then he oh. makes out with his, her niece. Whoa. In this movie. That's no actually sense. so sick because then he's gonna fuck multi generations. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He's going to, and he lives forever. So like, this could go on for eternity. He yeah. needs to spread his seed to different families. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, that's he's gotta. He's yeah. gotta. Oh my God. Well, wait. Okay. Wait. So much fucking happens. We literally don't, we cannot get into all of this, actually. Okay. It goes on for so fucking long. It really does. Spider Man oh. is key. We have to talk about Spider Man. Wait, but first yes. we got to talk about also fucking Black T'Challa. Yeah, I was you're, just going to oh, say the introduction right. oh, of Black it. Panther okay, comes great. first. So, yes. King T'Chaka, he dies. T'Challa becomes Black Panther. He like reveals himself or whatever, and I guess nobody knew he was Black Panther. Um, then there's well, like. Well, nobody knows there's a Black Panther. Let me, let me, so no, oh. in, in, as of right now in the MCU, they don't know that the Black Panther, so this movie also was so exciting for comic book fans mm-hmm. because it introduced both Black Panther and Wakanda in the MCU, neither of which had been introduced yet, really, you know, in a meaningful way. Uh-huh. Um, and so this really is the introduction of Black Panther was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first fight in Vienna where Black Panther is chasing um, 
uh, is it in Vienna? No, forgive me. It might not be Vienna, but where, or Budapest or Bucharest or wherever they are. Uh, the, the street fight where they're on, in the tunnel and Bucky mm-hmm. grabs the motorcycle and Black Panther's chasing it. It's that I love that action sequence because it goes from rooftops mm-hmm. to street level to like all of it, and it brings into play Black Panther as like like uh, like a, a, a an antagonist or, or somebody that is like the the prowess of that character I think is established fantastic in that uh action sequence which mm-hmm. I love. So wait, was Black Panther So obviously he's like a superhero but like was there just no trouble so like we didn't need him? He basically operates in he does the whole thing it's a stab, did you have you seen Black Panther the movie? Yes. Yes. So You know, Wakanda is a very isolationist country, you know, Mm -hmm. and so their whole thing is we don't want people to know we have this level of technology. We don't want people to know. And so Black Panther in, in the MCUs, in the version of the MCU that exists in the movies, he does not operate as like an independent superhero outside of it appears outside of Wakanda. Mm, I mean, probably he does, but we have not clocked or tracked him in any way so far. And it's at not the been, end, uh, when they show that little up. clip of the future movie, he's just in Wakanda. So we Correct. Yeah. yeah. And the Winter Soldier's going to be in Wakanda or is in Wakanda? Yes. yes. That's where they kind of put him in cryo-freeze or whatever it is. Mm. They do. That annoyed me. That I he didn't. Was going yeah. To be I was frozen. like, why are we bringing this mess to Africa? Yeah. It, it was. <laughs> he just he needs to stay far, far away. I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over the Winter Soldier. Bring him somewhere else. I know. He's so, Make he's him not, just be Tommy Lee. He doesn't. He should be Tommy Lee in the movie. I would love that. He he doesn't. The character doesn't have like a personality. Like he it's sure like, doesn't. You're right. It's You're annoying. Right. You're right. And it's it's tough. It's a tough character in the movies because they keep erasing his brain. Mm-hmm. They keep erasing right. him and resetting him back to zero so he doesn't have a personality. Right. But we um, do so find I. out he remembers stuff about Captain America like he wears newspapers for shoes. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck? What a goof. <laughs> what a weirdo. No wonder he couldn't get into the army. He's <laughs> like, you don't even know what shoes are. You don't even have shoes, you little skinny scrawny weirdo. Tiny little guy. I think the thing, the 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 scene we haven't talked about that's like right where we kind of are going is the airport fight scene where they fight each other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Well okay wait so is that when Spider that's when Spider Man's already in? Yeah. So he that's goes. When so Spi- that's Spider-Man. Spider Man's first like Spider-Man, in suit. Yeah, we get Spider Man at his apartment. He's just a little boy and he has a really goofy little Spider Man outfit. And then Tony gives him a good one. And um, okay, so they say goodbye. Who's Sharon? Where did why is who is Sharon? Sharon Carter is Peggy Carter's niece. Oh, okay, that's who, the girl. Makes out with, um, yeah, Captain America. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Captain America's team goes to the airport. She's also in a shield agent. She's also right. like a super spy and is from the comics and is a badass. We've seen her. Oh, yeah, because she goes to the cafe where everyone's wearing a hat and sunglasses to be inconspicuous. And then she doesn't look them in the eye and slides them something. If I was yep. having a coffee, I'd be like, these people are up to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was so wild. I was like, what? No one's worn these hats before. What are these glasses? And now we live in a world in which people are like are wearing hats, sunglasses and face masks all over the place. Yeah. Like it looks if you look at it, if you showed people pictures of people in full face coverings <laughs> everywhere now, you'd be like, oh, every uh-huh. there must be. It's like a, a, a Starbucks full of uh, criminals, <laughs> you know, because everybody is like if if I was 
standing in a Starbucks and the and looked around and everybody was wearing face masks, sunglasses, and hats, I'd be like, oh, we're fucked. We're, yeah. we're, and instead now I see that and I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very weird. Okay, so he says goodbye to Sharon. Captain America's team goes to the airport in Berlin with the intent to steal a plane and fly to Siberia. Iron Man's team arrives and a massive fight ensues. They split up into small groups. Peter Parker, with a new enhanced suit courtesy of Stark Industries, picks on Sam and Bucky. Black Panther clashes with Steve, and in a last-ditch effort, Ant-Man uses his suit to out... I, I was happy to see Ant-Man. I like Ant-Man, but he, he was too, like, fanboy I was like, I you're know, also kind of like, a superhero. You're cooler than this. Like, yeah. So, which oh, cre- see, I liked that. <sighs> I liked so the, cute. like, I'm shaking your hand too long, kind yeah. of like, mm-hmm. you know, because for Scott Lang, like, this is, like, this is a huge step up. Yeah. You know, well, yeah, he normally is on his own little path. On his own, just doing, like, little things. So mm. to suddenly be, like, meeting Captain America and fighting Iron Man, <laughs> crazy. It's just funny because I feel like in my mind as the viewer, I'm like, they know about each other. Like, so when he got his powers, he's like, wait, so I'm like Captain America? You know what I mean? Like, he, like, had, like, uh-huh. it seems like they don't think about each other when they get their powers. They're having their own journey, and it feels like they're the only one in the world. That's, I think, in, that's intentional. Mm -hmm. In a way, so that they can have people have different levels of movies. Mm -hmm. Like the the Ant-Man movies are smaller in in nature and they're literally smaller, Uh, but they are they are smaller stories. It's a Mm -hmm. lot more about him and his family. And it's like he's a he's a thief. And it's it's not like, oh, no, a rift has opened in the sky Mm. and aliens are pouring out. You know what I mean? It's so if if. So they do. They purposefully separate it in a way so that they can do different kinds of storytelling, but then bring them all together here and be like, oh, now everybody together in a movie. Uh So Um, in the next Avengers movie, is everyone going to is Ant-Man in there and Black Panther? So like everybody. Oh, Oh, okay. So it's like Fast and Furious. First, they start Mm -hmm. out as antagonists. Yes. And then Jason Statham is the enemy in a movie. Uh And then the the next movie, he's He's in the family. Right with everybody. He's part of the family. (laughs) Um, So so now, you know, like all of these people will be kind of like baked into the larger team, the larger, like, oh, we need help, you know, Mm -hmm. call in everybody kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ant-Man gets all big, and then I he moves that. really slow, though. I was like, how come he can't move faster? Because if you were that big, you would you would you wouldn't be able to move fast. You would your mass would <laughs> and be he's so, never done it. You, oh, oh fair. And, I lo- and I love when um, Rhodey is like, "Oh, little guy's big now." Little <laughs> whatever he says, like. <laughs> all right. Well, they have their big fight. Yeah. Okay? Um, Natasha. Okay, so then in the last okay, Lauren. So Ant Man gets big. We just we gotta we gotta power we gotta through, zip up through this summer because yeah. we've got a lot of other little things we want to touch on. But um, okay. Sorry, so, I'm interrupting. So no, it's great. No, it's You're great. Actually You're helping us so well. Really I like the movie a little bit more now that I get, understand what's Me happening. Me too. Um, so um, okay, so he gets big and then it creates a distraction that allows Steve and Bucky to reach a jet and Natasha lets them go, but the rest of the Avengers are captured. So then Tony and Rhodey chase the jet. They're pursued by Sam. Vision attempts to blast Sam, but then he misses, hits Rhodey. Oh, no, he falls down and is left paralyzed. Peter's also injured, and Iron Man's like, you're out. And then they fight, and then Natasha goes into hiding. 
Tony discovers that Bucky framed frame was framed by Zemo and it was Zemo who killed Black Panther's father. Oh no. He visits the Avengers in top secret prison called the Raft and convinces Sam to tell him where Steve and Bucky went. He sends his plane back to New York and stealthily flies solo to Siberia, pursued by T'Challa. Steve and Bucky and Tony discover that Zemo has murdered the other winter soldiers. And then oh, he did? <laughs> oh, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no, because there was that point where they're all in their little pods. Yes. Yeah. And, and then he's they, like behind the thing and he's like, I, I oh, killed okay. them. Yeah. And then there was like bloody heads. Okay. Yeah. Because they thought they thought he was going to activate them so that they, he could have like an evil army of winter soldiers. Mm-hmm. And instead he was like, oh no, I don't want any of this shit. I want all of this yeah, gone. I want all these special people gone. Yeah. Uh, so releasing them is like not part of the plan. Zemo reveals that he's Slovakian. Did I say that right? Nope. So Sokovian. Sokovian. <laughs> Slovakian would actually be something real. He so I understand it. why you said it. It's like that's actually from our from our world. I see Sokovian and wants to punish the Avengers for the death of his family during ult- the Ultron attack uh, by dividing them. Zemo shows Stark a security video from 1991, which reveals Bucky the Winter Soldier is the assassin who murdered Stark's parents. Tony turns on both of them, and another fight breaks out. After disabling Iron Man's armor, Cap leaves with Bucky. Tony bitterly tells him that his shield. Is doesn't belong to him, but rather his father, who made it. In response, Steve drops the shield. Who has the shield? We'll never know. Zemo <laughs> waits outside, triumphant, and talks to T- T- T'Challa. They discuss revenge. T'Challa prevents Zemo from killing himself and takes him in. But even under the custody of Everett Ross, Martin Freeman, Zemo thinks he did a pretty good job breaking up the Avengers. Back at the Avengers compound, Tony helps to rehabilitate Rhodey. He receives a package containing a phone and a letter from Steve, who's now on the run. In the letter, Steve apologizes for not letting him tell the not telling him the truth about his parents, and we also see him freeing some of the num- members of his team, namely Sam, from the raft. In the mid-credits scene, Bucky and Steve are granted asylum in Wakanda, where scientists work on a way to remove Hydra's brainwashing so he'll no longer be the Winter Soldier. And then in a post-credits scene, Peter lies to Aunt May about where he's been and discovers a holographic computer in his web shooters, courtesy of Tony Stark. It kind of seemed like they were kind of playing on like a little teen boy who's like trying to masturbate and his aunt keeps walking in the room. <laughs> he's like, yeah. get out of here. Close the door. Close the door. Yeah. He's like, whoa. Originally, they shot it as just a jerk off. <laughs> then like a web just shoots across the room. Just, yeah, it's just like, and there's just, the ceiling is just covered in webs. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with a little bit more. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And we're back. 
Okay, this movie wasn't nominated for any major awards, sure but wasn't. the movie did win a Teen Choice Award for Chris Evans, a People's Choice Award for Robert Downey Jr., and a Saturn Award for Best Performance by a Younger Actor for Tom Holland, who, by the way, was fantastic. He was great. I He's I the best it. Spider-Man. I'm so unfamiliar with him as an actor. I just know that he's, like, very famous, and that's it, and I am now seeing well, why. he hadn't. He, he hadn't done much. He's okay. So and forgive me. I know we're going long, so I'll make it brief. The when Tobey Maguire and Adam Garfield, Andrew Garfield, rather, played Spider-Man. Yeah. They were both in their mid to late 20s playing mm-hmm. a teenager oh. in high school. Right. Ah. So they were like grown men pretending to be 18 years old mm-hmm. uh-huh. when he shot this movie. Um Tom Holland was, I believe, 18 years old. Oh, so he's like um, an actual kid. Yeah. And he had done, um, he'd done um, that crime series, that UK crime series. Oh, shit. I can't remember the name of it. There were three installments of it. It was like um, 1976. What was the, anyway, he'd done a bunch of British, like TV, a bunch Mm -hmm. of British stuff. And that's kind of where they found him. And he was like this, like really incredible like part of the reason Spider-Man does like flips in this in this is Tom Holland can do flips. Oh, he was a uh, Billy Elliot on the West End, so he has dance training as well. Oh, that's right, that's right too. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, how I bet that was great. Um, and he's got he for me is the best Spider-Man because Spider-Man is like a wise cracking quippy teenager who's like a that's his whole thing is. And, I like no, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody ever has been able to do that. And he does it, I think, so well from the jump here. Yeah. He's, when he's like, oh, my God, you've got a metal arm? Cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, I he's love like, that. I thought it was really cute. So, yeah, too. he's so delighted to be in the fight, you know? Yeah, that's nice. I thought he. I think that's great because I actually never really remembered that the other Spider-Man that I've seen were supposed Are to be Like grown men being yeah. teens, yeah. I know. It's, just, it's, that, it's that weird thing where it's like, oh, no, to play a teenager, you get like 20-something. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so this film holds a 90% average on Rotten Tomatoes, the same as Winter Soldier, and a big jump from the first Captain America, which only holds a 79% score. Wow. A.O. Scott of the New York... I'm not saying that's a very good rating. A.O. Scott of the New York Times wrote, Captain America Civil War does not in any way transcend the conventions of the genre. On the contrary, it succeeds because it doesn't really try. Oh, the film grossed over a billion dollars worldwide, making it the fourth highest grossing superhero film of all time. Wow, that's amazing. A billion fucking dollars. That's so nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going to read a little trivia for you. On April 11th, Marvel promoted the film's release by asking fans to choose Team Iron Man or Team Cap on Twitter. Those who made the choice received an automated, semi-personalized video response from a member of the Captain America Civil War cast. Um, And then it lists basically. All these people recorded dozens of videos. Wow, what? Okay, wait. Yeah. Okay, wait. If we give Leah a team choice, she will play you play us a personalized I have, video. I have a with our name. Yeah, wait, with my with name? name. I can okay. play all of them, or if you want to choose Team Cap or Teen Iron Man, I can. Do that. I'm going to choose. Ch- oh. Should we do one of each? Or yeah. Oh, sorry. So Lauren, who do you well, choose? We can do whatever. I I like them both. I guess I'll choose <laughs> Team Iron Man. <laughs> Ugh, I'll choose Team Cap. <laughs> Jason, who do you want? Oh, I would be t- Team Cap all the way. I'm not signing those accords. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, it's, that's what I'm agreeing with? Oh, my God. Right. I, didn't yeah. under- I thought I just wanted to, who I want to see talk. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, well, whatever. I didn't I understand the prompt. Okay. <laughs> Leah, Leah is sharing her screen. I am. There's a lot of tabs yeah, open. Yeah, there really are. Oh, that's your Team Cap. Oh, nope. my God. Oh, wait. I want to see Whoa, that one. I like him. I like him. I like him. I like him. Well, unfortunately, by the time they got to Lauren's name, they'd kind of run out of steam. 
Oh, no. Oh, boy. You're the real hero. Thanks for joining Team Cap. <laughs> oh, okay. they don't, oh, he doesn't he say, say Lauren. Just puts oh, my name I thought he was for if you would for Team Iron Man, you get Chadwick. Team Iron Man is so glad to have you. I, I, <laughs> I can't even put into words, you know, the decision that you just you just hit the jackpot. How sweet. <laughs> okay, but wait, why were they uh, out of? Uh, why were they having a hard time? Yeah, they don't have to personalize so it at all. Just you'll, do it once. You'll see. Okay, um, which okay. one did you choose, Nicole? I think I chose Team Cap. Okay, this is Team Cap for you. I think. Yeah. Ooh, it's Bucky. Well, he looks Nicole. cute now. I love you. Okay. Wow. How did oh so they stopped caring by the time I got to learn to just put it on the screen. Yeah. So they I said like am wet. I know I am can, too, can but it's not even it's not even my again. name. Nicole. This is insane. I love you. Go to Wait, oh, you gotta fuck. start from the you gotta start from the beginning. This is so unfair that my name didn't get said. I'm pissed. Here you also here's your uh, Iron Man one. Nicole I don't say. Team Iron Man is I'm He's so mad at me. This is really oh. hot, though. There's something about... Oh, I'm understanding. Funny. It's like I'm understanding cameo. It feels very personal. I'm like, I... Can you send this to me personally? I'm gonna... I will, and I will also send you a YouTube playlist of Sebastian Stan going through names over and over and over. It's fantastic. But, like, um, how, did, how many names did they do? There's a million, Jason million names. Jason also has Sebastian. Wait, will you oh, chose... Oh, I do? Yeah, this is Cap. Okay. Jason. Team Cap. Good choice. <laughs> this, this is man, exhausting. This is yeah. music for me, though. But I he literally... was excited to say my name, so like he loves me. Jason, what the hell? <laughs> really, Team Iron Man? Why wasn't he in a real room? There's like a oh, clothing rack because behind him that's he was empty. going for a fitting, and they were like, "Do this press stuff," and he was oh like, my God, "Do he I had have to say to? eight thousand? This is exactly what I wanted to say because when I watch these things, I'm like, "Oh, this is." contractually uh -huh. obli he is yeah. obligated all of these people are obligated to do a degree of press right and what we're watching is people's <laughs> frustration with a junket uh -huh. where they're like I know you just talked to 130 people mm -hmm. today for three minutes each but we also need you to spend the next hour and a half just giving internet messages to people it's <laughs> crazy the absolute I'm watching the, how miserable they all look that is they insane they look miserable but but guess what? It did it for me. I am but in Nicole, love with this it's man. So, it's so unfair, Nicole. They got to my I'm, name and they just went, let's just put it on the screen. I'm yeah. so I sorry, Lauren. I wanted to hear it. And I, it's shocking because you would have thought they would have gone alphabetically yeah, and gotten Lauren to Lauren comes before first. Nicole. There, how many names did they do, Leah? That's so crazy. So many. I They have mine. I got Paul Bettany, but he said Leah, not Leah, which is a pet oh, peeve. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's yeah, just because God he's bless. British. Yeah, you're, you're right. Real Tarkin. That's just because he's. Wait, do we okay. send me that video? Because I don't know yeah, how to find Nicole it. Nicole needs it to like jerk off to. I'm gonna fucking <laughs> lick my beans. Play to that, it. and then the um, then the scene from Pam and Tommy where you see his dick, <gasps> and I am the voice. Oh of Oh my his god, dick. I know. I forgot. Oh my god. Wait, really? Yes, you have to. Oh, watch sorry. It. Spoilers. This is <laughs> delightful. I watched that. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh. Okay, wait. So. The day before filming a fight scene with Robert Downey Jr., Sebastian Stan sent a video of himself doing intense bicep curls in front of the decapitated head of an Iron Man suit. He attached the message, <laughs> looking forward to our scene tomorrow, Robert. Wow. 
Ooh, <laughs> having these, fun. Yeah, I guess so. Chris, <laughs> Ele- Chris Evans, um, he said of the famous helicopter shot, that was really my arm. And you know what? I took a page out of Anthony Mackie's book. When we were doing Age of Ultron, I worked out just before the take. But there were a bunch of scenes where I was the only one out of the cast doing it. And I'd be embarrassed and feel shame. So I didn't do it that often. Then we started Civil War. And before each take, Mackie's just curling weights nonstop. And I thought, yeah, what are you doing, Chris? Just curl some weights. Who cares? I'm not going to worry about 20 people judging me as opposed to 200 million people seeing the scene forever. Chris Evans. I'm mad you said that out loud. Flawless Chris Evans. (laughs) You sounded just like him. Like that was, I closed my eyes for a moment and I was back in the movie. Thank you. Definitely, Nicole, I agree, should not have been said. I think that's something you should only think. Um, Never say that. Okay. Costume designer (laughs) Juliana Makovsky. Dudes in these movies, though, love to talk about working out. You have to. If you read any interviews with the dudes that are in these movies, they love talking about working Well, because out. it becomes their whole life. Because it is. It's the, it's, that's yes, it. you're right. But I got to say, The Rock holds uh, a helicopter to a truck in one of the Fast and Furious movies. Maybe oh, it's yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. No, maybe it's Fast 9. And I got to say, I enjoyed that scene a little bit better because it was a little bit more wild. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I there are action sequences in the Fast and Furious movies that I like way more yeah. than the than in these movies. But these movies are, I think, geared towards a younger audience. Mm. You know, uh, in some ways, and the Fast and Furious a little bit older. Um, but yes, the that the, there have been, I think. A, a number of scenes in which a single person tries to hold a helicopter <laughs> to a building. <laughs> Uh, okay, the costume designer revealed that for all of Chris Evans' scenes without the suit, they had him wear T-shirts that are several sizes too small. I know. So his muscles pop on camera. We are all aware. We all knew. of his T-shirt scenes were scheduled at the start of the filming because he loses a lot of weight over the months it takes to film a Marvel movie. Oh, interesting. Uh, let's jump to our five Stark Industries. Um, this is our, we also know there was a kiss in this film. It was between, uh, Chris and, and the, the baby daughter-in-law or whatever. Captain America and Sharon Carter. <laughs> yeah. It could have been hotter. It could have been, but I was glad it happened. Me it too. It probably shouldn't have happened at all, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I mean, Peggy just died. My and guy. it Weird. seemed like he was like asking for permission. He was like, she's dead. And I loved her, but like, can we do And it? what I don't. I don't know if you guys remember this, but in Captain America 1, she lived across the hall from him and was impersonating a nurse. But she Mm -hmm. was really spying on him for S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Hydra. Okay, got it. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, to wrap it up, Five Star Industries is our segment where we read listener reviews. And this one comes from Maddie Fatty 93 Five stars. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely love this podcast. Nicole and Lauren are hilarious and have some of the best hot takes on these films. <laughs> Listening to you discover them makes me wish I could. Wait, these are reviews of your podcast? Yeah. Yeah. They're not reviews of the movie? No, no, just catch up. We Wild. like to hear nice Wild things about take. ourselves. I love this Listen take. I love this. to you discover them makes me wish I could go back and watch them for the first time. I listen to each episode while driving to work and probably look psychotic to all the other drivers as I am clapping and cackling along. Also, the theme songs for each season slap. Thank you I so love much, to Fatty. think about this person listening and clapping 
instead oh. of holding a steering wheel. I oh think it's God. good. It's great. So uh, in addition to Apple reviews of newcomers, we're also going to be re- be reading reviews from Letterboxd and then giving a one-sentence review and a star rating. If you don't know what Letterboxd is, it's a social platform where people can write reviews of films. You can follow the show on Letterboxd. This Letterboxd review says, Civil War, laughing my ass off. This isn't a war. This is 12 friends fist fighting in a parking lot. Lindsay, three and a half stars. Still gave it three and a half. She's not wrong. <laughs> this is a five or a four star review from Lily. I think we should start calling this Avengers Two and just pretend that Age of Ultron never happened. I agree, Lily. I, I, I have no problem with that. All I, right, Ultron is one of my least favorites. It's not good. Let's, let's each rate and review the movie okay. with a one sentence review. Um, Nicole. Okay, so going in, it was going to be lower, but I'm going to do three and a half stars. And my sent my one sentence review is. Pretty confused up until the last 20 minutes. And then Jason helped me get through the first two hours of the movie. And I get it. <laughs> Three and a half stars. Yeah, that's Lauren. good. Okay, my review is three stars. Um, Spider-Man was good. And I liked the end because I started to understand. Yeah. But yeah. tough, tough one for me. Tough one. Tough. I, I can see that. I, I, and that if if you're not familiar with this stuff, it, I think this is this can be a pretty confusing movie. Yeah. Um, that being said, it is genuinely one of my favorite movies in the MCU. Um, because of the introduction of uh, Black Panther, because of the introduction of the MCU's Spider-Man, because of so many of these elements coming into play uh, and the stories that I get excited because I know they're coming because yeah. these characters are here. Um, the Civil War element of it, Cap versus Iron Man, I don't care that much about. Neither Cap in America nor Iron Man are my favorite characters mm-hmm. um so i like what it provides the backdrop for um uh, all these other characters and all this other kind of world building for what's going to be this what is what's coming next basically so i'm going to give it four and a half stars oh. because i i i really like this movie i think i requested to do this movie for the podcast um because i really it's one of my favorite movies for mostly for the spider-man introduction but also like a bunch of the other stuff i mentioned it's i think it's really strong but i can see and concede that it is very confusing very <laughs> dense and has way too many characters you know for yeah. for you to just drop in and try watching based you know? yeah. on what we have said which movie do you think we're going to enjoy the most I think, well, I mean, here's the thing. I think you guys will enjoy the, like, the, the, some of the standalone. Like, did you, oh, no, you must have already done, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy that? I did to some extent. I love I Root. I liked the yes, colors. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to say, like, some of the things that are, like, Guardians of the Galaxy that exist without you needing to know a bunch of history or a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I was going to say those might work best as single watch. Those might be the most satisfying single watches um, because you don't need a lot of cumulative information. But I suspect it, because you're watching them so close together, Infinity War and Endgame, the oh, final two movies in the MCU kind of f- first three phases, the end of phase three. I think you will find satisfying. Okay. Uh, or I, I, I hope you will find satisfying. I hope you know? so too. Um, it's again, it's a lot of stuff and it's a lot of 
callbacks and a lot of you know nonsense uh, but <laughs> they're, they're I, I was I like them you know because I think they pay off a lot of what was what they've been setting up mm-hmm. for, they set it up for like 12 years you know mm-hmm. so I was shocked that they were able to kind of pull it off anyway I hope that you like those I will be listening to see if you like those I hope movies. so too Jason oh my God. do you have anything you want to plug real quick Oh, just uh, How Did This Get Made, uh, the podcast that Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and I do, which is about uh, uh, bad movies. We talk about movies that, uh, you know, we just did Diana the Musical. I saw a clip of that on Instagram, and it looked so that funny. I watched a lot like of you, it, unironically. Oh wow. It's pretty wild. It, the it clip is. on your Instagram, I guess it's the, I don't know if Paul posted it, but it's like you guys talking over it. It's so funny. People should go check them out. I think it's, it it's is, hilarious. The, the, movie, the movie is a filmed performance mm-hmm. of a stage <laughs> production uh, of this Diana, Princess Diana, the musical. It is wild stuff. So so anyway, so so that's, you know, that's our podcast. You guys, uh, you know, if you like hearing people talk about movies and this uh, this podcast is, you know, another kind of show where you're you're listening to people react to a movie, you might like uh, How Did This Get Made? Give it a try. Definitely. Okay, well, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and rate us on Spotify and we will be back next week with Doctor Strange. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to predict you guys are not going to Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm excited to get into Doctor Strange. Great. Maybe I'll be wrong. All okay. Right. Well, bye bye. <laughs> was a HeadGum original.